morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today. Thank you for starting your day with me. Thank you for tuning in. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with, for, with faith and encouragement. So if you haven't subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm so glad that you're tuned in this morning. You know, this week we've been talking about hustle like Jesus, learning how to work hard like Jesus and experience the rest he has for us so we can have work-life balance, so we can enjoy our life, so we can have great mental health, and most importantly, accomplish everything God has for us. And this week I was referencing a series that I taught a couple years ago called Beach Life, Life on Vacation. A lot of people are, you know, heading back into the school year right now. The kids are starting school and, you know, it seems like summer may be over for some of them. Some of them have a couple weeks left of summer. And it's like, oh man, summer's over. The work is starting again. We have to end this year strong and that's all good and well, but you can still experience the rest that people dream of on vacation. So I want to share this message with you enjoys a clip of the message if you want to watch the whole message you can go to our faith plus app and look for it's called beach life life on vacation enjoy the clip of the message and he jesus went out from thence and came into his own country and his disciples follow him and when the sabbath day was come he began teaching in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished saying from where or from whence has this man these things and what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Is not this carpenter the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto him, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could do no mighty work, save that he laid hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Notice, it didn't say he would not do any mighty work. It says Jesus, the Son of God, the anointed one, God himself, could not because of their unbelief. Save or he could heal a few sick folk. We look that up, people with minor ailments. Well, how much is a few? A biblical few can stretch from three to eight. So Jesus himself in the flesh could only heal up to eight people with minor ailments. Why? Because of their unbelief. So what did Jesus do as a result of that? He marveled because of the unbelief and he went around in the villages teaching why teaching the word faith will come by hearing hearing by the word of God can combat the unbelief and he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits and they went out verse 12 and preached that men should repent so he's going around teaching then he sends his disciples to teach and to preach he's combating this unbelief and they cast out many devils and anointed many with oil that were sick and healed them. So the, the disciples were very successful. Wouldn't you agree? They didn't just get like one demon out, one healing. They got many demons out. Many people were healed. And so they all gathered back up. Let's jump down to verse 30. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. So they came back to Jesus saying, oh, yeah, this is what we preach. This is what we teach. Man, this is the first I get here. Oh, it was so cool when we did this. It was so cool when this happened. Man, it was great when this happened. Man, we cast out demons here. They're giving Jesus their status report. They're excited about the things. While they're telling Jesus, remember, people have been following Jesus, but now people are following these 12. And so now these 13 are gathered together and people are still coming into the house trying to get their attention. And so they're trying to enjoy a meal together, telling Jesus what happens, but people are coming in and going out and they can't even eat a meal together. 
So Jesus said, hey, come with me. Let's take a break so that you can eat, so that you can rest. Now, the word here for rest means to refresh yourselves, to re recover and collect your strength, and to take a break. He says, it's time for you to take a break. It's time for you to be rested. It's time for you to be refreshed. It's time for you to recover and collect your strength. So notice, he said, come with me and take a break. So Jesus took these guys on a mini beach vacation so that they could rest, be refreshed, gather their strengths, and take a break. Notice he didn't send them on a vacation. He took them with him on a vacation. Two different things. He could have said, man, Peter, you're tired. John, you look worn out. Matthew, man, whoo, you're dragging. Y'all take a break. I'll see you when you get back. No. He said, come with me and take a break. Why is that important? Go to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. He didn't send them on a vacation. He took them with him on a vacation. Mark chapter 3, just a few chapters back. And he, Jesus, ordained 12 that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast devils. They were called to preach, to heal the sick, to cast out devils, but primarily, number one, they were called to be with him. Their first and highest calling was their relationship with Jesus. Some translations point out that Jesus picked them to be with him as friends. So they're not just being around Jesus. Okay, we're close to him. No, he called them to relationship. He called them to friendship. Jesus lived life in a community of friends. You might think if anyone had the right to be a loner, to do life by himself as the son of God. But he didn't live that way. He did life in community. Even when he died, was buried, and was raised from the dead before he ascended, he didn't hand the church over to one person. He handed the church over to a group. He paired them up two by two. They had relationships. And we can't be people who think, well, you know, I've been saved enough so I can do life by myself. No, you're not saved enough to do life by yourself. If Jesus himself didn't do life by himself, what makes you think you're better than his example? We must do life in community. We must have friendships. We must have relationships. We don't just sneak into church. Okay, I'm hungry, so I'm going to leave church afterwards and not talk to everybody. We all hungry. We probably all going to eat. Hey, I haven't met you before. Why don't you hang out with our group as we go to eat? We have to be proactive about forming relationships and building community. Because especially when you have newer Christians come in, it's harder for them to sometimes adjust to live in the way they're supposed to. But you know what helped them live the way they're supposed to? They have a community. They have a group. They have accountability. They have people looking out for them. So if they miss a couple weeks, that's when to call them. Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm praying with you. Is there anything I can help you with? We have to do life in community. So they're called to be with Jesus, even as friends. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. So he took them with him on a vacation. Come with me and take a break, in other words. It reminds me of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And Jesus says here, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Notice, not just follow me, but come to me. The word labor here means to grow weary, tired, exhausted with toils and burdens and griefs. 
Heavy laden just simply means overburdened. So he says, come to me, everyone that is tired, weary, exhausted with toils, burdens, and griefs, and overburdened, and I will give you rest. This is the same rest he talked about in Mark chapter 6. You see, rest flows from Jesus. Jesus is saying, come to me. I'll help you recover your strength. I'll cause you to rest from being overburdened and exhausted. Come to me, and I'll cause you to be refreshed. The Passion Translation says it this way. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. See, oasis means a fertile spot in a desert where water is found. It is a pleasant or peaceful area or period in the midst of a difficult trouble or hectic place or situation. See, there are times when you need to take physical vacations and departures from the normal routine. We see that Jesus literally did that for his team of friends. I just did that for me and my family. We should take vacation. It is good. It is healthy. Some of you are like, well, I don't need a vacation. Well, your kids might. He said, well, what's so hard about, you know, them going to school? They may need a vacation so they can spend time with you undivided attention. Because you'll spend time with them and be able to say, okay, they're doing this, they're doing that. Okay, I can pour more into them. So you and your family should take a vacation. Just get into pastoral messing around mode. You need to take vacations with your kids and spouses. You need to take vacations, vacations with just the two of you. Y'all can fill in the blank what y'all should do on that vacation time. I'll behave for now. <laughs> Physical vacations are needed. But we can't live on vacation. Or can we? See, there are times when, you know, we need to go to our favorite resort and go to the beach and have fun. You got the kids, you know, they're sand toys. You know, you're going to enjoy the beach vacation and beach weather, just enjoying life. It's good. You should. But how many know that eventually you have to check out that hotel, the resort? Eventually, you have to come home. And people are like, oh, Monday's coming. <laughs> oh, normal life is coming. Oh, the kids aren't back in school yet. They're still with me for a few more weeks. And you're thinking, well, my vacation is over. Back to the normal, tired, exhausting routine. It would be great to live on vacation, but we know that's not real life. Not in this sense of the word. But if Jesus said, I am your oasis, if Jesus said, I am your rest, come to me and be refreshed, then it's possible to live in a state of rest. It's possible that in the midst of hectic life and all the demands of life, to sneak away for a moment and be refreshed like you went on vacation and go right back into normal life. That it doesn't only have to happen when we take weeks off. But it's something that we can enjoy on our everyday life. We can live in a place where we are refreshed. We go on vacations to rest, to be refreshed for relaxation and recreation. We should go on those vacations from time to time to enjoy those things. However, we can still experience this in an even greater and more important way from Jesus. Look at this next verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'll get into more of that next week. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your 
souls. Jesus has rest for your soul. Our bodies need rest, but so do our souls. Remember, you are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, the control center for your emotions. And you live in a natural body. Jesus has rest and refreshing for all of your inside. Jesus has rest and refreshing for your spirit. Jesus has rest and refreshing for your mind, your will, and your emotions. And Jesus, our example, set the example on how we can receive this must need to rest. Go to Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Notice what it says here in Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he, Jesus, went out, departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. Now, he just had a great successful meeting. There are people gathered all around. And he woke up before everyone else so that he could pray. Now, look, if Jesus, the Son of God, took time to pray, how many know that we need to take time to pray? You anointed, but you ain't Jesus. He lives on the inside of you, but how many know there is a difference even between us and Jesus when we walk the earth? And we're growing into the fullness of his stature so we can live like him. But his example was that he took time to get away and pray. And one of the ways we see here what he did, he went to get direction from his heavenly father. But this is not a one-time occurrence. In Mark chapter 6, verse 46, it says, He sent them away, and he departed in a mountain to pray. And this time it was in the evening or right before night. Luke chapter 6, verse 12, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. Jesus would take time to get away and pray. There were times he went early in the morning, other times we see in the evenings, and even late into the night and throughout the night. See, there is a benefit to starting your day in prayer. Whenever your day starts, some of you have, you know, night jobs, some of you have day jobs, some of you have afternoon jobs. Whenever your day starts, Started in prayer. There are benefits to doing that. There's benefits to getting up early and spending time with God. Yet the emphasis is not only on spending time with Him at a certain point of the day, but it's knowing how to step away and be with Him. So it's not knowing how to wake up early and spend time with Him. It's knowing that throughout your day how you can step away and be with Him. Because it's great if you can rest in the morning your time in prayer of the day, but how many know there are some days that are just a mess? And you're like, oh, man, I can't get rest until tomorrow morning when I go to pray. Now, that would be kind of messed up if that's what we're limited to. But we're not. There's an art to learn how to step away and be with him and receive the rest that flows from Jesus. I'm going to stop that right there. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to watch the whole message right now, go to our Faith Plus app. It's called Beach Life, Life on Vacation. That's played for you some of it. And you can listen to the full message. It's actually a series and you can hear more about it. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love you so much. Have a great day.